Hello everyone and welcome to Turkey Ahmed podcast show. In this podcast, I meet with passionate entrepreneurs and business owners and explore what it really means for entrepreneurs to turn their passion into profitable, successful businesses and brands. I also share and talk about business strategies, entrepreneurship, leadership, and success strategies and skills in life and business, and all relevant advices and knowledge that help entrepreneurs improve themselves, their characters, and empower their entrepreneurship adventure to create legendary ventures and brands with abundance of fulfilled life and well-being. So if you are an ambitious entrepreneur or you are aspiring to become one and enjoy the fun journey of entrepreneurship adventures and build impactful future, you are definitely my fellow entrepreneur at the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get this started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Turkey Ahmad Podcast Show. Today we have so brave entrepreneur that I personally admire. We are so honored and excited to have her. Iman Ashri is the founder and CEO of Ashri's Design. She's a one who a passion servant and a solo entrepreneur as interior designer, engineer. Iman is the one who answered the call for her universal gift and did not give a second thought to serve her passion and quitting her day job and following her interviewer call and life purpose. People like her I call a misfit for their courage and uh, bending the reality and stepping into an extraordinary life and taking a most life decision that serves her passion. And we are so honored today for having her and uh, telling us how did she follow the path of the entrepreneurship journey she started. We are so excited to have you, Iman. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So we are so really interested and uh, would like to know I mean, is this something was a desire, a fire burning in your gut? Just, uh, you know, quitting your paying job, the full-time paying job, and uh, following your passion and starting your own business. So please tell us, I mean, how did you start it? Why? And what made you really decide to step into this very critical life? I mean, following entrepreneurship is not really an easy decision to go with. You know, experiencing the challenges and the you know obstacles, depending on yourself for following your own business. Yes. So I always had this talent for art since I was young, and when I went to college, the nearest major that was like closest to art was interior design. And once I got there, I liked that. I liked. I like the major. I liked working on the designs. I always had the idea of having my own business, my own office. So after graduation, I worked for a interior design office, a small interior design office, and then I went out to the U.S. to pursue my uh, master degree in okay. management. Okay. After that, I came back looking for jobs in interior design. However, I didn't really get a, a job that felt right for me and for my qualifications until I got this offer from an insurance company. At the beginning, my position was as a marketing specialist where I was supposed to design the new branch of the company in addition to the marketing, the promotions, like 
the advertisements of the company. And they still you have the chance and the opportunity to Yeah. Uh, so I was working work for a good company. Position, right. Exactly. So working for a good company within the same or similar major. But after one month I was transferred to another department because like there wasn't a requirement for someone to be in the marketing department Interesting. So um I stayed there like in the insurance company for about three and a half years. While I was there, I was having a day job in insurance and then working as a freelancer after my day job. Right, okay. Freelancer and interior designer. So after three and a half years, I decided to quit my job and focus on interior design. Okay, interesting. So how was the decision at that time? I mean, to just stopping the full-time job and going, you know, to the interview owner? Starting the business, I mean, I mean, did you prepare for this really fully? I mean, like financially, emotionally, intellectually, <laughs> all other aspects of your I, life. Yeah, it was it was a great risk for me to take. I just felt like I served a good amount of years in the insurance, and I didn't want it to be my career path. And that's when I felt like this is the best time to take the risk and take a chance and just quit the job and focus on my own business. It wasn't easy. I was going to lose a lot of benefits <laughs> of the day. <laughs> yeah. But it was worth it. And yeah, I'm for still, sure. It was worth it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm still in the beginning, but I'm still learning and I'm still enjoying it as much as I did. Sure, so. sure. Okay, tell us about the biggest obstacles. I mean, the first experience when you started the business. I mean, I'm sure you, you know, went through like uh, challenges course, that yes. made you sometimes be thinking to why the hell I made this decision. <laughs> so generally the challenges of working in this field is that as we were in the university, we weren't working without, like they were imaginary projects. There right. wasn't a client that would tell us like direct us we have to go okay we would, we would have directions from the instructors but still like we had the freedom of being very creative but this is one of the challenges i had while working on real life projects the implementation of the execution of the project All so right. this is one thing i learned from several projects in the beginning that i need to think at, of the next step is like what i'm designing is capable of being implemented All right. Um, you were asking me about the challenges That's right, yes. uh, of interior design or of quitting I mean, in general, the job. In general, for your experience, you know, going through the first experience of your journey and the entrepreneurship and the yeah, this is yeah. Business. As I mentioned, like this was the beginning of the challenges, the implementation that my designs were not being able to be implemented. All right. Yeah. Other than that, I've managing the business itself, bringing new projects, promotion, the financials, everything was on me. And it was very challenging because there wasn't someone that would help right. like with me and the team. So I had to like get consultations from people who are, who are more experienced. Right. Yeah. And so like I'm still learning. There's a lot to learn and you learn from the experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for I sure. mean, it's probably a different experience than being part of a design industry or a design company. There will always someone that um, directs you. 
Right. But for me, I'm doing everything on my own, making my own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, we learn from our mistakes for sure, yes. I mean, this is, as I said, I mean, very brave and uh, courageous decision. I mean, even though we know, I mean, uh, your industry and market is very sure, it's very competitive market. And even though you just serve your passion, you did not take, you know, uh, any hesitation to just, uh, you know, this is something I want to do. This is something I long for. And uh, this is, I mean, a credit for, uh, for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, as you mentioned, there is a lot of competition, a lot of design firms and offices, and everyone is unique in their own way. But yes, like there are a lot of buildings (laughs) (laughs) that needs to be designed and redesigned. So this major or like this field is always growing. It's not limited, and there is there's always need for interior designers. Totally true, yes. I'm sure there there was uh, a first wins and achievements that, uh, you know, encourage you to, you know, follow yes. your uh, decision and uh, take yeah, on the new course. mission. My first project that was executed the way I designed it, even though it was, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of creativity in it. Right. And it probably cost the client, but they were asking for something creative and unique, and I worked on it, and they ex- implemented it like the design exactly, almost. So that was like my starting point where I wanted to like move on and uh, move forward and make more creative designs that can be implemented in like in the city. Right. Really exciting when you see your design in front of your eyes. Sure, yes. Yes. Yes, I believe so. I mean I think you were lucky as well, I mean having this client who Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well I mean what does it mean to be a solo entrepreneur and interim designer? I mean, uh, as you started as a solo entrepreneur. What does it mean for you? I mean, was it something again, uh, I'm sure, I mean Solo entrepreneur, that means you have faced a lot of challenges again. Uh, yeah. Did you think of, uh, you know, growing faster and having all the team around you? Um, yeah, I since I, I started, I was working on my own. I was the designer and the manager, the project manager, and the marketing, and uh, what else? <laughs> like all, all the departments in a company, so I was doing it all on my own. It was a lot. It was a lot to take. Um, And during that period, I wasn't able to grow fast because I was distracted between all these roles I was holding. Recently, I have hired... uh, Okay, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. To help me like a bit. So like me and her would work on the designs, but it would be a less workload. And I could focus more on... For sure, the, for sure, yeah. Having someone just to take the burden, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. And we're starting, like, it's easier for, for me right now, like, to start growing. We're currently working on, not just on the designs itself, but on the promotions. And we're trying, like, to increase our marketing and our clients. Yes. Hopefully by yes. next yes. year we 
accomplish a little bit better than this year. Like this year was a start. Yeah. <laughs> like I, the real start of the firm or the uh, actually designs the company. But next year would be more organized. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell me, Iman, what you really value the most about your business and passion and your profession? Value? What is the most that you value about what you are doing? Creativity. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like our field requires creativity. And with the number of designers coming to the market... Like, each designer needs to be creative and unique to their own. So, it's a lot of work, and sometimes, like, I see a lot of creative designs, and it's very challenging to beat them and come up with something more creative. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, a matter of just uh, working your creativity and uh, coming up with your... Yeah. So, what we're trying to do is to... Like, add a touch, even if the design was very simple, just add one simple creative touch in every space we design. Right. Like, for example, one of the projects I worked on, it, it was a breakfast restaurant in Riyadh. The concept was the Greek, like, Santorini. Okay. Yeah, it's like this kind of Greek designs. What's popular about these Greek designs is what it's the color white and blue, but because it's a breakfast restaurant we replaced the blue with yellow so it was just a really simple touch that could you know give you a different look a different theme of the space that could like gives you a unique design compared to the other greek designs okay yeah. Uh, how was the impression of the client and the customer of course we liked it he suggested it actually and I went with it Although I was very excited about the blue color, but then when we worked on the yellow color, it was very nice and very creative. And like even his clients, whoever visits the place, they really feel like it's a breakfast restaurant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the aim. Like that All was right. the goal. We wanted to give this experience like. that served space. Interesting. Okay. So well, I mean, tell us how how do you treat your business? It is. Like it is a life mission to serve others. Do, do you think it like this way? It's, it's more than just a business. It's a, something, a mission. Yes, yes. Like our mission is to create a space that serves the, the users. So whatever we create, whatever we design, it has to be practical in addition to creative. So... Right. Everything must be calculated, like the space, the choice of colors, the materials. We take, of course, into consideration the client's needs, but also we have to add our unique touch in every space. But again, like every space has to be practical. Like right. if it's a living space or if it's a commercial space, it has to serve its purpose. Right. Yeah. I see. Interesting. And in your industry, I mean, how do you really attract your leads and clients? The best approach for you? So far, word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're trying on the social media, but nothing brings new clients like to other people right. who have experienced working with us. Bring us totally agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So far, this is the best approach for me because when you like, 
get a client from a trusted client, it's easier for it to spread like you will get more clients whenever this client got a good good experience with you. Right. Okay. So this is the best approach. We tried like to focus on good service, working within the time frame we we put for them. In addition to like not compromising anything, like not compromising the quality or the creativity. Like everything is like calculated well. So we get this good quality of designs within a good time frame and hopefully well, your I mean, clients. You already answered that. my question for creating passionate customer, how to create a passionate <laughs> yes. customer, which is this is I think the best answer for that. I mean yeah, as you said, I mean keeping a good customer service relationship with customers and uh, uh, maintaining a quality of uh, uh, yeah, service and work. Yeah, it's really important because we're designing for the people. And if we design without taking their thoughts into consideration, then what's the point of just making something good that cannot be implemented? Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I mean, when it comes now to satisfying your customers' requirements, how can you create a balance between being out of the box and realistic at the same time? Oh, it's not that easy. <laughs> and I still yeah, tell me like... about this. I'm, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> you have faced a lot of the clients that you come up with the really creative, unique, you know, of, uh, creative work, and still the customer is not able to come along with it. True. Yeah, that's why we have like multiple steps of the design. So we have this initial design. Actually, before that, we have this initial idea. What we suggest, like we create a mood board with the suggested decor ideas, colors, materials, and so. Once approved initially, we start with the design, and then we show them a first draft. Like right. if they like it, we move forward with it. Otherwise, there's always room for modifications. Right. So we allow about three free modifications on the design before starting to charge. But usually it's like within the second time, we get something that is between our ideas and the client's ideas or his needs. I see. Okay. Did you have uh, any experiences with this? I mean, is there many examples you have faced? Yeah, like we face this almost in every project and it's totally normal. Like we we don't get it from the first time unless the client gives us the total freedom and tells us, okay, do whatever you want and I'm okay with it. (laughs) But like most clients do have a certain idea in their mind that they want us to work on. So we take this idea and develop it and then present it to them. So it's a mixture of our ideas and them. There are some like projects where I've worked on, like these, the very beginning where I worked on very creative designs, they approved it, but yes. once like <laughs> it came to real life, they were not able to implement it due, for example, the cost. All right. So this is where I had to take like the cost of materials and implementation of my ideas into consideration. Just trying to balance between the design and the implementation. There's always have to be this next step ahead. Right. Yeah, I have to always think about it before actually designing. Understand. Yeah. But sometimes limiting, you know, like you get limited. You want to go (laughs) creative, but you're kind of limited with the budget. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, like creativity is not really 
cannot be limited totally. It no. just gets a little bit reduced in these very certain projects. I see. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think for sure you have a daily practice or routine that drives your creativity and productivity. Even though with these kind of uh, examples for clients who doesn't accept the creativity, can you tell us, is there any practice and uh, daily routine that drives your creativity and productivity as uh, a designer and a creative person? Okay, so I really like art and drawing and I haven't been practicing it for a long time because like I was very busy with the business but right now since I have this new team member last Thursday we thought of taking it as a day off or a fun day right. and we brought some paints and canvases and started art like going back to art and drawing and it was like a good thing like not just to drive the creativity, but also to release the work stress. Right. And once like you start with the painting, you lose the sense of time. It's really sure. fun and it's really exciting. Like we haven't noticed like time is up and we have to go back home until like the end and we still want to complete like the drawing. Right. And I think that's one thing for me that drives most of our creativity. It's just going back to the artistic mind, working with the different colors, different mediums, different materials. It always brings up new ideas while working. It's always soothing and relaxing. Interesting. Is there any physical activities or maybe yoga, maybe meditation? (laughs) No, not at the moment. I like biking. But I can only practice it during the winter. <laughs> but at the moment, no. I mean, I like going out, doing like outdoor activities, but it's only practiced in a certain season. <laughs> right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask you, Iman, how are you doing as a business owner? I mean, do you think, and I know as a small business owner, is uh, really as you mentioned, wearing a different hats and uh, you know keeping busy with other life, you know obligations and commitments. Um, do you think yourself in this area you are owning the business, not the business is running your life? <laughs> no, it's actually running my life. So I mean, okay, the, the workload is reduced, but still, like sometimes I stay late in the office just to finish my work. Even if my team member leaves, I stay and try to finish everything. It's just like, it's managing different things. It's not only the design project. I always have to think of the next step, what I'm going to do next, what I'm going to do next month, what is my target, how am I going to grow. And it does take most of my time. But so far, (laughs) inshallah, like it would be reduced once we start growing and bringing more team members so how do you evaluate yourself in, in the matter of you know life work balance do you an advance average below average no i would say average like i said since i brought my team member there's more time to like for me there are some times some days or some periods that i am very stressed and there's a lot on my mind and a lot to work on but there are times, no, like, um, 
I'm capable of being more relaxed and just focus on certain parts of running the business. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's average. I mean, it, it, I'm guessing it's totally normal for any entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, well, I mean, during the COVID, I know, I mean, every business owner, every human being have been in uh, very difficult times. But uh, I'm sure you did think about reinventing and renovating yourself during that time, which uh, eventually will reflect in your you know, performance with the business. So how, how did you reinvent and renovate yourself and your business during the COVID okay. crisis? <laughs> yes. So this period was the best period for me because like during the lockdown, I got a lot of projects to the limit that I wasn't able to get any more. Oh, that's and, a very surprising. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I'm guessing because most people were working online, so yeah. they were like more, they had more time, spending more time at home, less stressed about work. For like homeowners, they got the chance to see their home and right. start redecorating right. it. Right. Yes. For business owners, I guess they had this idea of lockdown. Most, most of us had this idea for the lockdown is going to be for a short period of time. So they wanted to take the opportunity to have the designs completed during the lockdown, and after the lockdown, they would start the implementation. So a lot of projects were coming. Everybody, everybody was like in a hurry to finish everything before the lockdown right. ends. Yes. <laughs> That's when I had a lot of projects. So during that period, like I was working from home, I already quit my job. Um, I'm getting requests on my phone and working on the projects and then sending it to the clients. Um, what I recently did to complete working online, instead of having the client um, come to me and meet me in the office, because some of the products are out of the city, so it's going to be hard for the clients to come and have a meeting with me. That's right. So I created this, my website, right. <laughs> where I have this uh, online application. The clients can fill it out get an initial price, and send the request. And then whenever I get the request on my email, I would study the project and then put it, like, schedule it within my time frame. When can I take the project and send them after that an official quotation? So right now everything is happening online. Like, uh, through the website, they can book a consultation, and I can do the consultation on Zoom. Or they can if they choose the option to come to the office and always work. So everything is happening through the website right now. All right, yeah. yeah. So totally is turning online now. Yes. And uh, for sure. Yeah. But like we have an office right now, and everyone is welcome to come. But we made it easier for them to have at least the initial steps on. Well, I mean that's worth it. I mean this renovation is uh, really taking uh, a big burden off your mind. Yes, true. And, uh, yeah, make it easy for uh, you know meeting with the potential clients and customers. Yeah, exactly, and it it would be reaching more clients instead of every client have to schedule with me a meeting. They can like get everything they want online, and then we schedule a meeting after the initial price or the initial quotation is submitted. That's interesting. So, what do you think that innovations uh, that might bring to the market? I mean. Uh, I mean, you know, with the advance of the technology now, is there anything that you consider also 
to renovate your business other than the, you know, starting the website and the online? Yeah, like, um, technology is always growing and, like, there's a lot of uh, dependency on technology and, like, generally, we are working with technology, different design programs that gives you realistic design that helps you, helps the client imagine the space before building it. But right now, there's this idea of the virtual reality, oh. and if it could be implemented in interior design, it would be a great step for the design field to go more deep and more realistic for the space. Like, for example, right now you see only a picture, but imagine walking into this picture. Right. It would be a total change. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you have an experience with this? I mean, using the VR? Not yet, but I have seen online some companies or some experiments of, of this uh, idea. But nothing really that is uh, happening at the moment with the design firms. And I'm guessing it's, it's a little bit expensive. Not everyone can offer it. That would be a good option. And I'm sure it's going to be the future. Yeah, for sure, yes. <laughs> so uh, I think you are uh, preparing for that. Of course, yes. We're trying to co-op with whatever you need to call it that happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, now we are talking about some of the, you know, examining the mindset of uh, Iman as an uh, entrepreneur and a business owner. So tell me, Iman. How do you manage and deal with the criticism and negative feedbacks from clients and uh, other business <laughs> beings? Look, I mean, negative feedback in general does affect. I wouldn't say it wouldn't affect me as a person, but I don't let it affect me to the way that stops me from moving forward. So it's always a, a chance to learn, see what are the mistakes I made and how to avoid it in the upcoming it does affect, like, <laughs> I, I don't say it wouldn't. I mean, I still didn't reach the point where these feedbacks don't matter to me. No, they do matter. And and it's good that they matter because it helps me improve. Uh, all right. So, well, I, I'm, I'm positive that you are a strong interviewer uh, lady, so I don't think this will... Uh, <laughs> I'm now learning that. the hard way, and it's important to be strong. There's no one to direct direct me like and whatever step I'm taking I'm learning on my own reading experimenting on my own and see what works for me yeah interesting okay how does it feel for you waking up every morning just you know to compete and hit your business financial goals (laughs) oh it's interesting it's interesting and fun like especially when I'm working on a project that I'm very excited to I do get very excited when we can go. But there's always this challenges that makes this withdraw sometimes. You know, I have these moments where I feel down a little bit and lost until I get this new idea that excites me to move forward. I see. Okay. But this still in your mind that you are trying really Waking up every morning and having the fun and the joy working on your passion, but at the same time competing, yeah. you know, winning the market. See, for the competition, like, I don't, I'm not really focusing on competing with others. The market is open. 
And as I mentioned, everyone is unique their own way, and everyone has their own clients. Yeah. It's not like I'm taking someone other's client. I like this mindset. Okay, great. <laughs> but waking up and going to a job that I like is very exciting. It's much more exciting than waking up to something you don't enjoy waking up. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you are talking now. I mean, this is something really that, I mean, as long as we are, you know, expressing and performing uh, our passion, the, the financial, you know, achievements are a byproduct for what do we do. Uh, I totally agree with you. Okay, so let me ask you something. What would you do if you go back in that time and uh, would like to change something about your interview or journey? I would start earlier. <laughs> I mean, every time I think about it, uh, I feel like, you know, what a waste of waste of time that I haven't started this earlier. I was scared. I didn't have the courage to take this step. And um, like in my mind, I wanted to have a job, get experience before starting my own business. But since I didn't get this opportunity, I made my own opportunity. I started on my own. And now that I'm in it, I feel like I wish I started earlier. Okay. It's um, so much fun. Despite the challenges, it's still fun and exciting. Interesting. Interesting to hear that. Okay. I'm sure you are. So tell us what is your biggest piece of advice for other female entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, especially uh, female entrepreneurs who live in this culture? I would advise them to start. As freelancers, if you didn't get the opportunity, just don't stop. Don't wait to get the perfect opportunity. Start on your own. Make your own opportunity. One step by another. Grow. You can hire freelancers to work with you if you get a lot of projects, for example. It's challenging, but I promise it's fun. <laughs> I believe so, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a treasure advice for uh, other female entrepreneurs. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. So lastly, I mean, let me tell you, I mean, you are such a giver kind of person as uh, I uh, know that uh, you worked as a volunteering student when you were having your degree in the U.S. So uh, would you share some of these experiences with us? I mean, how was the experience of volunteering at uh, you know, a foreign country and uh, you were busy yeah. with the school and still you were able to give. Yes, exactly. So what drove me to volunteering was because I was alone. <laughs> and I wanted to get more into the society. So this was a good start and a good place. It's just to start with the volunteering projects. So the most and easiest way to get within the society is to join a club. So there's a lot of clubs in the university, and I joined the Saudi Association Club in the university. At the beginning, I was a member who attended their uh, events, and then I was uh, like, I was excited to go more and try to make a change. So this is where I volunteered to become the president of the club and uh, start you know, trying to make activities that would gather the students together. I didn't want the new students to feel the way I felt when I came first to the university. 
So I tried to make events and activities that would gather people and let them connect together. Also, we had this competition that was uh, organized by SACA, the Saudi Cultural Mission in the U.S. So they had this uh, volunteering uh, competition for the best volunteering activity between all the Saudi clubs across the U.S. And uh, me and my team volunteered or like participated in, uh, in two volunteering uh, projects. And surprisingly, we won the third place. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. We got to work with the like with the people of the city, wow. not just with the Saudis. We had to work with the people of the city provide them like one of the projects was providing the homeless people with food so we were gathered in that organization that um, provides this kind of certain types of food we put, like made the food and then went out in the streets and distributed it between the people interesting um, what was the city uh, boulder oh, okay, oh, okay. yeah and it's really interesting because you get to meet all types of people and listen to their stories. Sure. And that's what about all volunteering. Like that's what volunteering is all about. Yeah. It's about the people yes. and the stories behind. Uh, another project we worked on was um, working with the children in the library. Yeah. There was a building day, and it was. They had these Legos, like different groups, and we were helping them build their own like small buildings. <laughs> yeah, so we were working with a different, like a different age. They're very young, wow. and, and it was they were very fun and creative and very nice to listen to their stories. Wow. So that's what volunteering is all about. I volunteered uh, on my own in a project an organization called Habitat for Humanity. And they have this uh, project of building houses that were demolished through the flood. So there was a flood during the year I I was sitting in the U.S. within Boulder City. And um, some people who had their houses on the river, their houses got demolished or needs reconstruction. So I volunteered there. Oh, okay, interesting. So you worked your passion. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a designer. I was okay. a builder. <laughs> okay. Interesting. But it was fun because, like, you know, everything you work with your hands, it's always fun. For sure, yes. Yeah, and you, get, like, you get to meet new people. You get to experience new things. Oh. And I would totally, like, advise people to go into volunteer. Like, as I mentioned, it's building connections, it's uh, building experience, it's growing from the inside. You right. get to yeah, totally agree, yes. see things from oh. a different side, from a different view. Yeah. Interesting. So, what does success mean for Ima? Okay, so for me, it's these small accomplishments I make. It's also what I'm learning for the journey of success. So success is not a goal. <laughs> it's more of a journey for me. Um, totally agree. So whatever I'm learning through this journey is considered success because if you're not learning from your 
there's no point in making them. <laughs> totally agree, yes. Yeah. And, like, every time doing these small accomplishments, you feel like you are growing, you are moving forward, you are succeeding even if you are not the ultimate successful person. Right. Totally agree, yes. And that's what reflects in both as a person and as a, a business owner, I think. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's important to celebrate these small successes yes. throughout the journey. That's totally true, yes. Well, thank you so much for accepting our invitation, Iman, today for our podcast and becoming one of the our you know honored guests in this podcast. I think the talk that you were uh, speaking for us and for our audience is a treasure for every a female entrepreneur or entrepreneur or a potential entrepreneur who's going to, you know, uh, achieve the call inside herself or himself as an entrepreneur. Thank you so much. And I, I'm pretty sure that this, this will be really advantage for everyone listening for this talk today with Iman Ashri. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. My pleasure, Iman. And thank you so much. This is Turkey Ahmed Workers Show. And uh, until the next time, be well.